Transition partners take mental health very seriously. We are now supporting Claro Mental Health Charity, who are local and based in Harrogate. We are working closely with Richard Kenny, who is the IT director at Tech Buyer. Claro operates as a commercial workshop making goods for businesses, which enable those with long-term mental health conditions to function in a voluntary real work environment. We would love it if you can join us in supporting this amazing cause and charity and donate what you can. Any any amount will be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much and thanks to all our listeners. Hi, this is the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. My name's Ellie Greening. And my name's Sandra Patel-Stewart. On this podcast, we will be interviewing some of the UK's greatest tech leaders. We'll be discussing war stories, battle scars, and their learnings from their journeys. Hopefully, you will pick up some great tips, learn from others' experiences, and have a good laugh along the way. everyone and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. So this week we've got David Sparling on who is the CTO of Anchor Hanover Group. So Dave is, um, we've known Dave for a few years now from way back at the time when he was at HSBC but he now works at Anchor Hanover Group who are England's largest provider of care and housing for older people. They've been formed from a successful merger of Hanover Housing Association and the Anchor Trust. With more than 54,000 homes across 1,700 locations and supported by more than 9,000 colleagues, Anchor Hanover helps people enjoy later life. This is their passion and it has been for more than 50 years now. So David has a real passion for people in tech and his niche is driving teams to deliver solutions to solve business problems. And we couldn't be happier than to have you on the show today. So hi, David. How are you? Hello. Hi, hi David, how are you doing today? Yeah, very good, thank you, very good. Good. The sun is shining and yes, it's a good day. It Indeed, is. yeah. It's a lovely day. went out for lunch actually and it was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah, which is a rare occasion that we go out at lunch, isn't it? We normally just eat at our desks <laughs> and skip lunch, so it was nice, nice to enjoy a bit of sunshine. Even just to go outside is nice to see. Just <laughs> yeah, see the real world. definitely after the last couple of weeks of rain that we've had. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. So, um, as Ellie said, it's great to have you on the show. Um, I think we met a couple of years ago now when you were at the British Library. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, it's nice to, to see you again. Yeah. Um, it'd be really great for to, to start the show off with um, telling the um, viewers and the listeners a little bit about you, your background, um, how you got into tech, and how kind of yeah, how you how you built your career and, and your journey and got to where you are today. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so I, I, I wanted, I wanted to do IT stuff from school. It was, it was always, um, but I'd always, I always wanted to be a programmer. I was mm. like the best job ever. And, um, and so when I came to a university, I got a job as a programmer and it was, it was, it was all I ever wanted to do. I never wanted to do anything. And, um, and I was really lucky cause I, I joined first direct at the time when the internet boom was, was really beginning yeah to be to be part of that kind of huge technology change was was just amazing um and then um 
so I, I kind of got, I was still programming and doing all sorts of bits and pieces. I had a massive opportunity to play about with infrastructure and everything else, which was for me a brilliant grounding for all things technology. And, and then I kind of worked out that um, I was to, designing systems was quite an important thing. So I, I, I gradually ended up in, in the architecture world and designing systems and, and getting involved in all of that sort of stuff. And, um, and then slowly as, as, as architecture develops, you know, the, the, as, a, as a practice kind of develops, um, it, 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 you know, it started me to think about kind of leadership roles. And actually somebody I worked with who was a fantastic mentor to me um, once laughed his head off when he thought that I would be, um, be managing anybody. He said, he, he said really? absolutely hilarious that you'll be managing anybody. Um, he'd be and, he'd find it even funnier today that you're on a let's talk leadership podcast then yeah, yeah. <laughs> in all fairness to him he came round. he came round eventually <laughs> and he actually gave me my first senior leadership role um okay. so it so it came round in the end but but the, um, <laughs> but, but I, I i took a job with i i'm you know i moved into kind of i was head of solution architecture head of architecture within mm. the uk and, and I, I, I grew into kind of the, the architecture roles and then got the opportunity to take much wider management roles, wider IT management roles. And, um, and it, was a, it, was a, it was kind of a logical progression. I didn't have a plan. It wasn't, I didn't, I've never had a, a career plan. Um, it was just a progression of things where I could find myself getting into more things, enjoying working with people, enjoying managing people, enjoying that success. And really, you know, I, I, you know, when I think about it, I've changed quite a lot. I was, you know, going back some time, as, as some of my the people I've known much longer, I was kind of a proper, like, cocky-ass um, um, developer guy, right? Because I, I, I was the one at the sharp end, and I knew how these things work. And, and I do feel I've kind of come really... It, it, it's been quite a long distance from that uh, world to where I am now, which is, you know, technology leadership roles, which is, you know, and, and, and the biggest part of it is around leadership than, than anything else. And it's been fantastic for me to, to go to, to both work within HSBC group of that, that huge organization to then switch to, to, to working for Capgemini for a spell for as a consultancy was a great experience. Then the British Library, which is a completely different world to, to anything that I'd, I'd experienced before. And then to this, which is, um, you know, quite, you know, so, so far, you know, I've been in this job three months and it's a phenomenal organisation. And to see an organisation like Anchor Hanover, which has, uh, has, real, has got care for people running right mm-hmm. through its veins. Mm. And then to sort of then start to unpack the potential of technology to support that mission is uh, is really cool. It's really cool to to get involved in that and and to like I say to the the journey of my career has just has been um, you know from where I started to where I've ended up is it was it was certainly not by design. <laughs> I've just kind of found myself found myself here and, uh, and but it, but it's been yeah it's been fun. Fantastic. Brilliant. I and mean, you've had some great roles there. Um, brilliant companies. Um, you've, you know, you've, you've, you've got um, worked in a variety of industries as well, haven't you? So, um, which is, um, yeah, which is impressive. So how are you finding your um, current role then at the moment? So you, your new position, 
Um, you joined um, Anchor during lockdown at the start of lockdown, or not not far off it. Yeah, what? Yeah. Um, how's that gone for you? And what kind of what are your pain points at the moment? What challenges mm-hmm. have you have you had within your current role? I think the the um, the, the the biggest challenge is, is starting a new organization and building a network. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for, for, for most people in most of the companies, they've, they've taken their network with them um, mm. and, and, and had to utilize technology like this more and more. Yeah. But where, with, with Ancano, where I've had to build that network in a, in a, um, in a remote way. Um, I've, I've not seen the sharp end of, of how our services are delivered. And, and, and it's so critical in a, in a CTO role that you understand mm. what that sharp end is. You understand how those services are de- delivered and how they're, they're used. Um, and because of the lockdown, it means that uh, you, I, I can't get to grips with that. I've got to rely on other people to tell me, to, 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 to give me that knowledge to be able to piece that together. So that bit is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's been... It's difficult because when starting a, a, a role like this, you, you have expectations. I have expectations of where I would expect to be. So particularly like three months, you know, 100 days in, I'd have a view of where I would have liked to have been. Uh, and I'm probably a little bit behind where I would normally like to be at, 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 at this point. Um, but the, the management team at, at Ancanover are fantastic. And, and they are, you know, they, they've been phenomenally supportive and understanding. And uh, and in, in fact, um, you know, uh, who I work for, Kate's been saying, you just need to be patient. You need to calm down, <laughs> be patient. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and it's been great support. Um, and I think that's you know that's really helped me through. But that's that's the biggest that's the biggest challenge I have is that is is just it, those, those person-to-person contacts that you take for granted are, are just it just doesn't quite work the same. And the other mm. thing is when you're trying to lead a team. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of my my team, the, the staff in IT, who, who I've not met at all. So that 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 the absence of that contact is is quite difficult, and I have to be more organised and more like this. So it's yeah, it's it's it, it, it's it's uh, a uh, it, it's it's interesting, but but yeah, a, a real challenge at the moment. I can only imagine like starting a new job and like interviewing throughout the process before you were joining. I'm sure you were like chomping at the bit. I'm going to come in. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then obviously COVID strikes, lockdown happens. It's a hugely, I guess, crazy time to work in the care and housing industry. Mm. The changes are happening so fast, I guess it's, um, yeah, it must have been really frustrating. How big is the team at Anchor Hanover that you're managing? Our team around about, I think there's about 90 in IT. Um, <laughs> it's, it's obviously it's fluctuating and changing as, as um, our, our service desk guys are doing a fantastic job supporting right. everybody remotely. Mm. Um, uh, you know, obviously as, as the turnover of staff and everything else. So we, we round about around about 90, 90 people. Yeah. yeah, and like you say, it's hard, isn't it? being able to come in and you've got to gain trust as a leader but you, you're not able to see anyone which is which which actually would it leads me on quite nicely because what I really want to know now is more about your leadership style and your approach but it'll be also interesting to see what your approach is normally but what your approach has had to be considering the circumstances and your introduction into the business yeah so I think my I mean from a from a style perspective I think the key for me is just and particularly when you're starting new 
is that you, you've got to build a rapport. You've got to find out about people more than anything else. And you've got to build a build that rapport. And particularly, particularly coming to a new organization, you, it, it's, it's, you've got to gather information and it's questioning and, and, and being, being genuinely, you know, my, I mean, I'm genuinely interested in how the organization runs, you know, it's, yeah. fascinating to, to work out how it runs and how it works and so the biggest thing is and, and the biggest thing around anything in terms of management and leadership is about is you've, you've got to build those relationships you've got mm. to just find, just naturally find out about people you read some leadership books and then they'll say oh take interest in people well <laughs> if you have to kind of tell people that I think you're kind of losing it anyway I think mm-hmm. you're just genuinely interested in people and interested in how they work and and, and building that trust is just, it's, it's a bit of a time thing. And, and mm. you know, they, what, what I've tried to do is, you know, ask those questions, unpack things, question things. And, um, and you've just got to do it in the right way. You've got to, be, you've got to do it in a soft way. Don't, you know, it's, don't start challenging things going, well, you, I don't think we should be doing that. It, it, you know, it'd be, it's a crazy thing to do as, a, as somebody new in an organisation. And I think, mm. and, and again, with, so with my team, I hope what I've done is is just is I I'm just I'm honest with them. I'm communicating with them. I'm just you know get I want to get to know who they are, what they do, where they how they how they can be successful, um you know what they want to achieve and all those sorts of things. Because then once you understand that, you get to understand how you deal with people in in a different way. Mm-hmm. One thing I've learned is that you you. You can't deal with everybody assuming they're going to be the same. You can't deal with everybody assuming they're going to be like you, because everybody thinks in a slightly different way. People, you know, you, like Myers Briggs will tell you about different character types and those, those sorts of things. So those relationships that you build with people, and, and and particularly with people who work for you, because they're they're kind of looking to, have to see how you work, is you've got to give them a bit of space. You've got to give them a bit of space to to work, and certainly as you're coming new. Just you know, it's it's about finding out and trusting what they do and building that relationship through trust, and, mm. and hopefully so. Hopefully so far so good with with, uh, with, with my new team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard because you want to come in and take big steps and big strides and make improvements, but right now baby steps is certainly the way, and it seems like it seems like you've done a good job. Yeah, and even when you even when you even without this, you you you've got to you've got to take. You've got to take small steps. Maybe lots of small steps, but you've got to take small steps. You've got to get you've got to get your handle on a new organisation because the IT is the same. A lot of the IT challenges are the same. When I've gone from organisation to organisation, the challenges are actually pretty much exactly the same. They're all slightly different, nuanced, but they're exactly the same sort of challenges. And so, me moving in terms of into different industries, in all honesty, IT is the same. The anti patterns are still exactly the same. Every organisation makes the same mistakes, just in a different way. Um, and and, it, and it's, so navigating the IT bit's not the difficult thing. It's it's navigating how the IT meets the needs of the business and getting to understand the business. And I think doing that in a really soft way, and and just taking taking lots of small steps to get there, is mm-hmm. is absolutely the right way to particularly starting as a leader in a new organisation. Take take small steps start to gather just gather information and and don't and certainly don't come in kind of in you know in week one or week two and go right i've decided we're going to do this because you're probably <laughs> wrong you know in another couple of months time you'll go hmm, actually 
I've yeah. I now realised if I'd have done that then, I might have upset this person here because mm -hmm. they're very wedded to that. It's really important to them. You've got to build that up. and that's, that's You've got to sit back and observe, haven't you, and see what's going on, which is challenging when you can't yeah. go out and see the sites. and the Because is, is the IT all based Bradford, is it? Predominantly, yeah. But, I mean, we've got, we've got folks spread a little bit in, in, okay. um, in the UK. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, predominantly Bradford-based. So, so yeah, some of those guys, some of those folks are, are working from home anyway. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. But but yeah, the the, the large populace is is Bradford best. Yeah, I think it's um interesting how as a leader your skills adapt. And you said that when you first went into tech, you were a natural born programmer. You loved that. You enjoyed it. Um, but then as you as you grew and developed, you found different areas that you enjoyed more architecture and then into more leadership style. Um, but I think it's all of us learn a lot from the biggest mistakes or biggest project disasters that we've been involved in that, that really that's that is where we learn the most as a leader. So can you tell us about that one project failure that still, if you think about it, makes you sweat <laughs> that you learn the most from and um, that you think our audience could learn a thing or two about today? I, I, I think the, I, I think the biggest one I was involved in was, was a, it, it was a, a huge global initiative in HSBC. So the, the ambition was to roll a, um, a, a kind of single account opening platform out to the to the group and uh, and i was at i was at first direct at the time and, and i my role grew actually on the project um and the size of the ambition of the of the of the project was was just kind of eye-watering and it and i think the biggest challenge was that that it was what we were trying to do was complex it was it was mm -hmm. really complex um, because trying to deliver one system for 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 several countries that all reg the regulatory are very different yeah. um, um, culturally they're all very different so it was a huge huge project to try and deliver in in, in such a scale and uh, and and really we and, and we were kind of at the implementation end of it um, in my first direct days. And we we spent. I mean, uh, I, I remember spending, I think, a period of about five, about five weeks working, well, more than twelve-hour days. We were coming in at seven and going home. Oh, my goodness knows when for about five weeks to try and, and it was perform. We couldn't get it. We couldn't get the thing to perform. We had to integrate with some of our other systems, and we just couldn't get the thing to perform. Yeah. And um, and and it was. And you know, to some extent, I was kind of at the sharp, at, at the sharp end of that, and I actually moved into a. I took on the role of leading the architecture for it for a spell as well, and uh, so I was I was on a plane to New York and Chicago a bit to wow. to, to to assist that whole the, the, the development. And I think the, the the biggest thing with that was that it was the complexity was. It, it was, we were trying to achieve too much. It was too complicated. Mm -hmm. We we over it had been just overthought in terms of what we needed to achieve, and mm -hmm. also there was just so many people involved. Navigating so many people involved was just so difficult, and mm -hmm. the pressure from above was was mm -hmm. huge. This was I mean this was a multi million dollar investment for the organisation, and. Um, you know, standing back from that and being kind of more at the sharp end at that time and thinking from a from 
are delivering projects and leadership perspective is that the, 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 the fundamentals just weren't really, I, I don't think were there enough. Um, and, and what I've learned over time is most projects and, and you know, and my, my, my new team will have heard me say this loads of times already. <laughs> most projects I think are set up for success in the first couple of months. And, and the biggest thing I've learned is just simplify, simplify, simplify. Don't mm -hmm. overcomplicate it. Because the more you overcomplicate the problem in IT, the more uncertainty you bring. So simplify as much as you possibly can. Understand what your requirements are and understand what's achievable. And then map that out of how far you're going to get in a, in, in a space of time. And, and the whole fail fast thing is, is so important. Because what we didn't do there, I don't think we we didn't we we we, we failed a few times along that journey, mm. but we didn't fail fast and go. Actually, we've we've, we've probably we've, we've we've probably got this a bit wrong, and we have to go back. We we didn't go back to the start and go. Did we get this right to start with? Um, and that was a great, but a great learning lesson for me, um, because it was it was um, it, it was hideous at the time, but to. to kind of stand back and think about it and particularly in the context of other projects where we've been much more successful that's yeah. that's a massive piece for me that, that 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 how you initiate and step off on the right foot uh and and don't try and oh, don't overcomplicate things just mm. understand the fundamental problem uh, and and don't overcomplicate it try and simplify it as much as you can I yeah. think sometimes you just need to slow down a little bit and reflect and, and think more um, about what, what you're doing and how you're doing it and the steps that you take, like you say, and then, and then simplify. Um, but it's, it's difficult, isn't it, sometimes when you're in the thick of it to see it from an outside position. And obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But that's where you, you know, you recognise that there are areas that you could have delivered on that project better that you know how you could have um delivered on it more successfully um, and it's how we all learn it's how as, as great leaders we all um learn and we're continuously learning um fantastic we rush the code as well i mean in it that's the other thing we do we rush the code we're, we're desperate to get the code of coding and and that is that's that's another one that we we you know let's just work out what we're trying to do it's just work out. Map it out, plan it properly. It, yeah. it's what we does, does it, do we understand what the business requirement is? Do we understand what mm. we're trying to deliver first? Yeah. Okay, now then let the code in. <laughs> when you're ready, let the code in. <laughs> do you still do you still do some programming in your spare time? Um, I do a little. I do a little bit. I'm a I'm a shocking I'm a shocking coder now. I, <laughs> I, I, just out of practice. I think I'm really lazy, so I, I just I, I I do. It's just bits of scripting and things. I do bits. I do little bits of Python and bits of uh, Unix scripting and. Oh, and cool. so I'm, I'm a yeah. I'm 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 a shocking coder though now. Really. <laughs> it's nice to be able to keep it. It's like a thing in your back pocket, though, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's nice. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It, I mean, I think when because I because kind of the techie stuff has always been something I've enjoyed. Then the bits I do in my, you know, I've got, I've got a big PC under my desk that's got serves content around my house and things like that. <laughs> it, it's, you know, that'll, it's always been, it, it's kind of like my shed. My office is my shed of, of, of uh, and I, you know, I just, yeah, your I like safe to, space. <laughs> I, like to, I like to tinker with stuff and, and it, it just, um, 
yeah it, it's I, I guess i guess it's a it's the geeky passion that started off when i was a kid i guess that, that, <laughs> that brings me quite nicely on to my next question actually mm. um now we're talking about coding and tech um in your opinion, I'd be really interested to know what your thoughts are um, around the future of tech. Um, I, I think we're, I mean, obviously, you know, as everybody keeps saying, you know, I, I saw quotes from, from people like Satya Nadella at Microsoft saying how the whole COVID thing had, had moved on the adoption of technology. Um, I think, I, I, I think the, the way technology is going is it's far more, it's more user-centric, I think, than it's ever been. Um, and I think the, 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 the consumption of technology is, is it, it, it no longer feels um, to, to, the, to the vast population that they're dealing with a computer. When I bought my first PC, you know, it came, this beige thing arrived. And, <laughs> and it was really intimidating. You know, for, for people other than kind of myself who knew, knew the way around it, it's really intimidating and I, and I think technology more and more is becoming less intimidating and yeah. I think that that path will continue the the whole Alexa thing is 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 now an it's an interface that's fundamentally a technology driven interface mm -hmm. but the interface is now something you can talk to it, it's it, it's a, it, it's it's a user getting what they need to get um, and I think that change will continue um, I think the whole AI piece is still, I think it's still developing into what real salute, real business solutions can be driven from it. So I think mm. the AI piece will continue. I don't think Terminator is going to take over the world just yet. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think, but I, I think that the potential for consumption of that, I think it will get, it will get cheaper. But I think that for me, that whole how people in, interact is, 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 going to change phenomenally um particular like i say particular voice activation and that sort of thing it, it's getting better and better over time um and it and it'll continue that that way and i, I think those are the biggest exciting things that, 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 are, that are going to happen in technology over the next few years exciting stuff to come then haven't we yeah i think so i think it's interesting like you say before it was obvious that you were logging onto a computer and you were doing something tech related whereas now it's just so immersed in life even things like turning on your radio and things like that you just people don't realize you don't think do you consciously what you're doing and how entwined our life is when with tech now and that's going to happen more and more so which is so exciting yeah the line the the, the line between the, the lines are blurring and the whole internet of things thing is mm -hmm. now starting you know we, you, when you buy a washer these days it'll, you'll, you'll be able to connect it to, to your internet um yeah. So, so yeah all all of that tech i think is is going to be um it's just going to become more and more um, mm -hmm. as 5g comes in and connectivity becomes much more ubiquitous um it, it, it that the, the world will be more connected but it'll, it'll also it'll be less noticeable you're using a computer yeah yeah it's so exciting isn't it exciting times um i would love to find out then um your new role it's been interesting it's just over three months in what are you most excited about so we love to finish the podcast about hearing about your plans and what's getting you excited at the moment what have you got to look forward to personally and within work so i i, I mean i'm i'm three months into a new job which is and i'm three months into finding out about a a, a whole new industry that i that i'd never been involved in before 
which you clearly love as well which is great (laughs) hearing you talk about it you're clearly really passionate about it which is amazing the the, the thing with it is is it's so um um the value and and the, the the value that that is clearly delivered from our our staff on a day to day basis in in care homes in in uh, in our housing locations is is phenomenal and and we the, through the internal internet and we, we've got a, a Facebook workplace just seeing some of the comments on there and just seeing what some of some of those guys are doing to to really add value to people's lives in later life is, is, yeah. it's really, um, it, you know, it's really motivational to be, to be part of an organization that's delivering that. Um, and then I think for me, for me personally, to bring in what I'm bringing in, I think into Anchor Hanover is a different view of, of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's, uh, my experience has, has got different things that I think I can bring. Um, and it's kind of back to that user experience thing, which is to, to be able to, to look at what our staff are doing, to look at what our customers' experience is and how we can add value to that and bring technology to that to, to, to enrich their lives, to enrich their lives in those care homes and, and housing properties, to enrich the staff's lives, to give them more opportunity to, 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 to deliver that care um, is, uh, is really cool. And that's what I'm... That, that's what really excites me is that um, you know, to have that opportunity to, to, to be involved in that is, is brilliant. It really is. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, so still, cool. I'm, I'm three months in, I'm still buzzing. Yes, I've found some, <laughs> some gremlins under the carpets, of course. You always do. <laughs> um, but, but, um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really exciting organisation to be part of. It's, it's good. Yeah, I think that's lovely. You gave a really great, yeah, I think it was really great hearing yeah. you say that about the business. And like you say, like you're really passionate and excited about what you do, which is great. Um, particularly starting a new role in three months in during lockdown. Um, you know, the, um, sounds, yeah, sounds like you're very excited and you've got lots of great things coming up. Yeah. It's just absorbing that from, you know, from people that you connect with and, and just mm. to absorb that and see that is, is yeah, it's, it's really cool. And it, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm 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 still buzzing. I think it's a fantastic job to do. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's good. I think it's a world away from financial services, isn't it? But like, and yeah, and the thing it's is, a world away. It really is a world away. It is, and and the thing is, right now, you you haven't even had the full insight into what mm-hmm. this looks like, and when and, and when things do open a little bit more, it will bring a whole new level of appreciation. But I think that's something that that lockdown has done for everyone, isn't it? I think it's made people sit back. And appreciate who the key workers really are, and all yeah. the amazing work they do for do for us. So um, it's Absolutely. nice to be yeah. nice to be able to support that with tech, which is combining two really cool things. There, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, love that. So it's been fantastic having you on the show and hearing your story, uh, David. If anyone's got any questions or wants to reach out, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, I, I would say, I mean, link, LinkedIn's pretty pretty. Yeah. pretty yeah just david sparling and canover group on linkedin if anyone wants to reach out and ask david any questions about his leadership style wants to find out more about all the cool work that he's up to at Anchor Hanover. um but yeah it's been fantastic having you on and great to catch up because obviously i've not spoke to you in a few years now and yep. it's been really interesting because i keep hearing obviously we first spoke must have been like four or five years ago 
Yeah. And then yeah. I hear your name pop up, and then we did a bit of recruitment for you at the British Library, which was yeah. super cool. And then obviously I know you speak to Emma regularly as well in our business. So um, yeah, fantastic work and um, great having you on the show. Cool. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. Fantastic. Great to have you on, Dave. Take care. Bye. <laughs>